I'm your host, Rena Friedman-Watts, and this is the Better Call Daddy Show. Hey, this is Big Daddy, Wayne Friedman. That's my grandpa. Grandpa, you ready for more daddy drama? My dad is my number one hero and number one fan. And I'm a pretty cool dude. All right, season four, baby, here we go. More stories you're not going to believe. And maybe you will after you listen. Five stars. Five and a half stars, two thumbs up. You are a pretty cool dude. Love you, mommy. Don't stand on the table and damn the public. You'll get some words of wisdom to live by. Here we go again. Better call daddy. You know what your problem is? You like me. Yeah, I do. Each week, I interview a guest, share the stories with my dad, and then he weighs in at the end of every episode with his wisdom and wit. Thanks, Grandpa. Everyone from influential players to inspirational fathers, and of course, controversial people. Grandpa, my mom is calling. Creating that legacy one call at a time. And welcome to the Better Call Daddy Show. Stay tuned. Where's the music? Better call daddy cause he knows your best. Better call daddy cause he's bringing the test. He sees possibilities. Better call daddy, he'll be by your side. Better call daddy, you're the apple of his eye. He sees possibilities. Oh, I'm really excited for today's guest, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. He is celebrating five years of podcasting. We're going to talk about that evolution, the relationships he's made, how he's learned to express himself and find his voice. Ken, welcome to the Better Call Daddy show. Let's talk about your podcast evolution and putting yourself out there. All right. So when I started Mr. Gentleman like the podcast back in January 20th, 2019, I didn't know what the show was going to be about or anything like that. I didn't know that I always wanted to do podcasts or radio, but I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do it because, you know, growing up, I there with speech problems and always been bullied. I always had, like, doubt about it. But one day, a friend gave me an opportunity to tell me about Anchor. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. So I signed up for Anchor. And I said I would start my podcast in September 2018. I pushed it back. October came, I pushed it back. November came, I said, I'm not ready, but I finally got an official name, but I pushed it back. <laughs> the summer came, I pushed it back. I was also doing club promoting, you know, during this time as well. I've been doing that for like 10 years now. And I took a night off doing that. And I was like, you know what? Let me just finally start the podcast. <laughs> so I had like good five, five of my friends and asked them like, should, should I start a podcast? And like, yeah, give it a try. So one day I just thought that started it and I got like really good reviews on the first episode. So, but I still didn't have a vision on where I was really trying to go yet though. I would pretty much go with the flow basically. Yeah. Why do you think people sit there and they have these ideas and they just don't act on them? I think the reason is because that people don't think that it was people will get the support that they expect or the, uh, get the success or even if it's going to work out in the long run they probably think it's like going to be like a, a temporary thing or a phase or something like that and I felt that way too even though it was still something I always want to do but I'm like you know what let me just keep trying this to see where it could go what the work that could happen pretty much and where has it gone <laughs> way better than I expected 
way better than I expected. We did have many ups and downs, you know, with Loon Beef with Spotify. Because when I first started my show, I had music on my show. Now I know what to do. You know, I had played music on show like it was a radio show. And everybody was enjoying it. I know one person told me, you know, can you make a copyright for these? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not that famous. No, no, I'm not. I don't think that was going to happen. <laughs> then one day, I believe it was 2021, I got my first copyright infringement. And it took one map so down. But I didn't think it was that serious. I didn't take it as a serious yet. So I still like, keep do, doing what I've been doing. Then one day, Spotify took my whole show off completely. Yeah, and that was like a real challenge. Even I got my show back on Spotify, but they got taken off again. No. I didn't learn my lesson the first time. So, like, you know, I, I over the off Spotify for like a whole year during this point. Then I literally got back on it on May 2022. I pretty much take off all the music. I pretty much rebranded my whole show. Rebranded my whole show. I... Since I got a editing program, so I, I re-edit every episode that I did. I think by this point, I had like 60 episodes by this point. And I re-edit every day. I pretty much just started completely over. And then things worked out with Spotify. Things worked out. And they got my show back on there. Spotify but, tried to take you down. Well, yeah. I'm back on there now. We want good terms now. And then, yeah. But the show itself, it's been through many ups and downs, you know, from not know what to do. They're coming up with multiple spin-off shows along with the show because people wanted more topics. They didn't want me to just interview people. So I started to open up more avenue to the show. I had people who pocket beef. <laughs> with weird pocket beef for some reason. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had weird pocket beef, yes. It was really weird. Tell I mean, me I, about I, that. I can talk a little bit about it. I won't say the pocket name. But there was at the time when I first started Good Pod. This was, I believe, 2021. And my show started doing good with Good Pod. Slowly started doing good. Next thing you know, this one podcast, is, we were cool with stuff like that. We were playing to work together, stuff like that. I like, oh, stuff like that. Out of nowhere, he started throwing subs on Twitter for no reason. Just saying, like, um, this, this guy, he don't know what he's talking about and stuff like that. But I didn't pay no mind. It's like, I just keep it moving, you know. They think, no, he's saying, like, this guy whole throw my whole idea. And I look at him, because I have a spin-off music show, and he have a music show, too. And he tried to say that I threw his whole idea. I look at him like, what? I don't even know who you are. Like, like why would I throw your whole idea? That sounds crazy to me. Especially when the idea first started in 2018, but then I stopped it and brought it back earlier that year. So I was, like, confused about that. And this person made a whole episode about me and my boys, about the story subs. I'm like, am I, like... This is what they do. Like, this is what they do. So I just continue to stay focused and not focus on that. When you get too popular, somebody has to talk yeah. about you, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. It, it was a weird period. 2021 was a weird period. <laughs> but, you know, it was just been many ups and downs and people doubting me and stuff like that. But I just kept going and never gave up. It may even have been times that I just wanted to give up as well. But I just knew that I didn't have to remember why was I doing this in the first place. And that would really kept me going. And let's talk about that. Why did you decide to do this in the first place? I think, like I said, one thing was this was always something I always wanted to do. Also, I felt I had something to say. You know, now you know I had things to say that I feel like I've been holding in for a very long time. And I know for the first few seasons, I wasn't really opening up about myself until like season four. 
And then when people started to relate to it, I knew that, yeah, I think it's time for me to give the show more by myself as well. But I also started my show, so my friends, so my friends have a platform where they just tell their stories and tell the world what they're going through and what they're doing. That was my way of showing the people I know and my friends. Even now, the Packet Committee now is a platform that I, this is my way of supporting y'all back and to give y'all back to the world to know who y'all are. And why is it important for the world to know who you are? I feel like if you have a talent or something that you really want to do, and God give you a talent for a reason, you shouldn't hide it. I didn't always want to know. If you're talented, I want the world to know. Because if I got potential, if I love you, I know the world will love you too because of the same thing that I love you for. I love that. That's so beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. And plus, I have you on my show, too. So, yeah, I know you have a really dope show, too. And that was my way of having you on my show. Now you got me on your show, too. So, there you go. Isn't that the cool thing? Yes. Like, if you have a platform, then you can connect with people because everybody wants to be on there. Yeah. And I always like to connect people, even though I've always been a shy guy. I always like to network and connect with people and just pretty much grow grow together pretty much. Uh, That's always been my thing. Yeah, I love that. I'm also curious, what is it like to have three sisters and be the only guy? Ah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it had not been easy. I didn't really have many friends growing up until like I really got to high school. Even though my two other sisters they older than me, so I can't really be related to them in that way. But my little sister, me and her always been friends. And the thing was, whoever her friends was, was my friends too. And growing up, it was around a lot of girls. So, because growing up on my block and stuff like that, there was no kids my age or no guys my age, I should say. It was either guys younger than me or guys older than me. And even when I did have friends in school and stuff like that, you know, they were the real friends. There was people that used to pick on me and stuff like that because of many things I dealt with, you know, like my speech and how I look and many other things and stuff like that. But then until I got to high school, that's why I started having friends when I got to high school, basically. I was wondering, like, what would you tell your younger self or what would you tell someone that went through what you went through? Mm, that's a really good question. When somebody asks a question like this, I always wonder what I would say to my younger self. I would just say that hard times don't last forever. It's going to get easier. Don't not give up and just keep going because one day you're going to be something real big. I love that. That's really nice. Also, do you feel like music was kind of an outlet for you or an inspiration for you? Because that's even how you got your nickname, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman. Mm, actually, yes. I got a story to tell you about that. So during high school, when me and my friends, we had a music group in high school. You know, we did music together. We found that we had talent on 10th grade. I always was like a poetry slash songwriter, and my friends already liked to, to rap. So when we was in 11th grade, we formed this group called... <laughs> Blaze of Glory. And it was just us just writing songs and stuff like that. People didn't take us serious, but at time when all people started to take us serious, my first nickname in high school, I would call my actual name, Kenneth. But then I've always said to myself, like, I need to find a way to make a name for myself and not have the same name as my father. When everybody think of Kenneth, everybody think of my father. I didn't have my own identity. So I started to decide to short the name Ken, even though people would joke on it and say, oh, Ken the Barbie doll and stuff like that. I like, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to use it. So I would go through a lot of names, names, uh, nicknames, like I was the Ken, and I was the Poultry Man, <laughs> and the other names and stuff like that. But then it was this one artist named Music Soul Child. 
and he had his third album called The Soul Star. And I said, hmm, that sounded like a really dope name. So I named myself Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Soul Star. That was the first nickname that I have. And this was strictly like my music nickname and stuff like that. We started writing songs. We had a high school album and stuff like that. It was, it was a weird time. It was a weird time. And That's I thought, cute. Yeah. This was pretty much 2005. So I ran that name for a couple of years and stuff like that. Me and the team, we rebranded the name to Blaze Up Click. Cause we, we needed to basically, I guess, grow, grow up now. But I also wanted to change my nickname. So I'm like, I don't want to be Kenna Soul Star no more. That, that's not me. So one day, another artist had an album, his third album, Neo. He had his third album called Year of the Gentleman. And I really liked this album. I'm like, yo, this is a really good album. So I was like, you know what? I might change my name to Ken that came the gentleman. But I, but I wanted to ask people, like, should I be that nigga? I don't want to just be a name and I don't live that lifestyle. So that was like one thing so I had to think about for a minute. And people were like, yeah, give it a try. Because you are a gentleman. And I asked a lot of ladies at the time. Yeah, dude, you are a gentleman. So like, you know what? I'm going to go in that name. So that when Ken the gentleman was born in 2009. And I've been remembered it ever since from doing music, from doing club promoting. And now the, um, the podcast. And to answer the question, yes, music did play a big part of, you know, my brand and stuff like that because I love music. Music has always been my first love. The many thing that I wanted to do growing up, of course, was radio, do music, slash songwriting, and act. And I managed to try, try to dab in some of those things. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Tell me about trying to do those things. So, of course, the music, um, me and my friends, we still had the group. And we actually started to do the music process. We started to go to the studio and started to do many things. So in 2010, we had a song called Teddy Overload. Teddy Overload? Yeah, Teddy Overload. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing was really catchy. The song was really catchy. Everybody loved it. It was a really catchy song and stuff like that. It was to the point that we would put the song so heavy on other platforms and other places. And we even performed it in a couple of spots. We got the song played on college radio, um, underground stations. We got it played on Power 105 and NYC. What? Yeah. That's so cool. And the thing about that was, one day I was bored. I was working at the time. I would listen to Power 105. I like said to myself, you know, what if I could get the song played on Power 105 and Honey 7? So I went online. I looked it up. It was, they had this thing on Sunday Nightmare. They played new artists on Sunday nights from, I believe, 10 to 11. And stuff like that. So I went on the website and I signed up for it. I listened every Sunday, see if they would play it. I didn't play it. The one night I went to work overnight. I went to work overnight and stuff like that. And I came home from work. At the time, Twitter was finally just started during this time because it was 2010. And people would hit me up like, you're kidding. We heard you on the radio. I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, you didn't. They heard you on the radio, Teddy Overload. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. Another person hit me up saying, yo, we heard you on the radio. Like, they know a lot of people who say they heard me on the radio, heard our song on the radio on Sunday night at Power 105. I'm a sucker. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I was at work. I was upset. My, none of my friends didn't hear it either. So they were shocked as well about that. And, <laughs> and that was a crazy time and stuff like that. I'm surprised they didn't, like, contact you to let you know. No, nothing. No, nothing. Like, I was shocked when I heard that. I was like, really? I was really upset behind that. Did you ever get to hear you on the radio? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's the bad part. I never got to hear, hear myself on the radio. And that's the bad part. Aw. Yeah. You're but, like, did it really happen? That, that's what I'm saying. 
clearly it, it did happen because other people heard it. So it did happen. So we started to continue the music. We started to put out some more songs. But then the group slowly dismissed it, you know. Not because we had beef or nothing. It was not like that. It was just like all of us went to different directions in life. That when I started, me and my other friend, Aaron Kito said, we started to become club promoters. And my other friend, he didn't want to do it no more. And one of them, just, he stayed an artist. He stayed, he went as a solo artist, but we still support him. It's just his journey and stuff like that. What do you do as a club promoter? Like, what does that look like? So, so club promoter, my role, at the time, we were a promoter. So what we did was we had to free us, we get up it. We had to head up people, see if they want to bottle server or they want to come to the parties. And for a certain amount of uh, people could come to the party, we get paid for it, basically. Okay, so you get butts and seats, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they either come just to have a good time or come to get bottles or stuff like that. It was a fun time. Was- How do you get people to the party? Oh, so social media. Social media play a big part. Social media play a big part. I didn't do it time. IG just started. And I still had my Twitter and other stuff, Facebook, so that played a big part. And I've always seen the network, a lot of people online a lot over the years. So some of them came out over the years and yeah, it was a lot of work. But it was fun work though. How is it different for a man and a woman as far as getting people to the party? Well, well, when a woman, you know, have a club promoter, they, they can automatically get people because guys go and want them to see them at the party. So, <laughs> so, so basically, so like, so it's a woman's promo. It's like, hey, come to my party. Yeah, guys want to come because it's a pretty girl. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna come, and they bring their friends, and yeah, that's how they do it. Guys, for us, it's more harder because we, we actually gotta put it, put in the work to bring people to the party. They get really hard for us to to really do it. It sounds like you might need some wing women. Yeah, <laughs> we we tried, we tried that, we tried that, but that that was a fun time. And fun fact, you know, my friends with me for high school, every bit of adventure we did, we did it really everything together, basically. You know, from the music, from the club promo, and from even our team podcast, we got together now, too. So we always had business ventures together, me and my friends. I love that. Do you feel like that's given you confidence? In a sort of sense, yeah. Especially when they support me on like every mission I've been doing, and I support them on like every mission they're doing. So we always have a way to support each other and push each other better, pretty much. I feel like if you're a creative, like, you need to have a crew. Like, you need to have some accountability partners. Otherwise, it's a tough road. There's a lot of rejection, a lot of no's, a lot of not hearing yourself on the radio. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of no's, man. You know, with everything I did, I did got no's, so that's why I so used to rejection. You know, I got rejected a lot. Growing up, you know, with a lot of ladies and stuff like that. So it's like, I'm used to the rejection part, but rejection only puts me harder, though. Rejection only puts me, like, go harder and stuff like that. Talk to me about having the same name as your dad. What was that like? Did you ever get some of that from your relatives? Where they're like, oh, there's Kenneth Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah, all the time. You know, every time they say Kenneth, it's always based on my father. You know, my, my family, they call me Kenny. But even sometimes, they could even call me Kenny, my father, as well. So that while as I got, like, when I got to high school, I wanted to switch the name to Ken. Because they don't call my father Ken. And then as time went on, people started calling me Ken. I mean, I, I suffered with family, of course. But everybody called me Ken. And that way I know that when they call me Ken, that's, like, my identity. But it's not a bad thing that I, I got to see my father. But it's also, like, 
you know, yeah, but when I'm even saying his, that name, he's going to think of all Megan, think of him, and not really about me, basically, type of thing. It's interesting because my husband's a junior, and oh, wow. it made me think about that, too. It made me want to ask him about that. Yeah, I'm curious. I want to do he get the same thing? Like, is it called his name? Wait, this is about him or his father? <laughs> So his dad goes by William and I call him Will, which is interesting. He also shortened it. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's interesting. Now, your parents have been together for a long time. And I feel like yeah. you're a man of faith and, and you've had a good example. And I've heard you say, too, that you want to get married. What are your thoughts about what you want your family unit to look like or what you want your future home to be? Have you thought about that? A part of it, part of it. I mean, of course, I do want to get married one day. I do want to have kids, maybe two to four kids, pretty much the same as where we are now, stuff like that. Do want a big house. And I mean, I haven't really fully thought about it. I know the stuff I want. I haven't fully got too deep into it, like really deep into like where the location and how big and stuff like that. And yeah, I do definitely want to get married. And seeing my parents married for, I think, almost 42 years. It made me really definitely want that as well. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great example and probably part of why you want to do it, I would imagine. What have you learned from your parents? Have they given you any like traditions that you want to carry on or? I know one thing, especially my mother, she big on big families on Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> big family. So I know down the line when I had my own home, I definitely want that as well. I do want a big Christmas thinking. Even though I'm not big on the big social thing, but I do want it though. <laughs> I do want it because I, I want to see, you know, my kids and my sister kids, you know, be in a room together and my mother, father see their grandkids and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I, that would be amazing. That's cool. Have you thought about legacy and have you ever had that conversation with your parents? Like what legacy means to them? Are they proud of what you're doing? Have they told you that? I feel like they are proud of what I'm doing. I don't think they never really told me that they are proud, but I, I could tell they are. And we haven't got to the discussion of legacy yet, but I feel like whatever I do, they, they will be proud of what I do. Have they told you about where they came from? Yeah, yeah. My father, his family is part from Barbados. Yeah. And they grew up here and back to New York to live. And my mother's side, she's from down south. How did they meet? I think church. I believe we were church. I believe they both were in a different church. And I believe they met. I believe my mother was 21. My father was 25. And they were pretty quick. <laughs> everything was pretty quick. Literally, everything was pretty quick. <laughs> That's cool, though. But do you yeah. think that it can happen like that for you? No, no, because <laughs> no, it would have been happy. It wouldn't have for me. It would have been happy already. Yeah, my parents got young, too. I think it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, really different time, yeah. Because now, since I'm M36 now, I, I mean, I already passed that stage already. But I do feel like if, if a person who we connect good, well, I feel like it could possibly be, it depends, it depends on how, it even depends on the connection, basically. Yeah. And the chemistry. And if the chemistry is right, that's possible. All right. All right. So should we uh, put a plug out to the audience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, 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 first thing first, thank you, Ms. Raina, for having me on the show. You know, really dope. 
you know, my five-year anniversary episode, January 20th, doing it for five years, 200 episodes now, which I made 200 episodes recently, show growing still, 63 guests, which you was one of the guests. It really been an amazing feeling, and I just can't wait to do even more things for 2024, and so my show could grow even more 2024. And I, just, I do got some goals for this year that I definitely want to do. When I look at my notes, I'm like, there's one thing that I haven't done yet. I want to get nominated for a podcast award and win one. That could be one of my goals for this year. Heck yeah. Yeah. And, Amen. Yeah. And get on other charts too. Not just good pop, but get on other charts as well. It's time to pretty much expand my show to a way higher audience. But you can check out the Gentleman Like the Podcast every Sunday for the main series, every Thursday for spin-off series Thursdays, where we have shows like A Conversation About Music Podcast every first Thursday. Where I talk about anything music every second and third Thursday is Dating That Talk podcast. Where I talk about relationships and anything relationship related. And every fourth Thursday is the old school show. We talk about anything old school from movie, TV shows, anything, anything old school. And yeah, and you can check out all three of those shows on Thursdays. Main series one, Sundays. We talk about basically interview guests about their life journeys and everything that they're doing. Personal stories about me. We even talk about wrestling and other things that we decided to put on that show. And also, I got a new spin-off series coming real soon as well, which will be a Patreon exclusive. And you can check out my show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Podchases, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And yeah, thank you again for having me on the show. Aw, oh, I oh, loved oh, having oh, you. Oh, oh, yeah, also, my team show, The Premier Boys Podcast, Every Wednesday at 12 p.m., basically me and my three friends from high school, we pretty much talk about everything from life, from world topics, stories. It's more controversial <laughs> and more raunchy than my show, because my show is not that raunchy, but yeah, it's more of a crazier show. But yeah, but you can also check that out on all podcast platforms and stuff Spotify, because that also dealing with the Spotify issue. We try to figure that out. And I'm doing more stuff, yeah. Club promoter, I might be back at Club promoter soon. I, I got a lot of stuff to 2024, and I got a lot to look out for for me. I love it. Is there anything that you'd like to ask my dad? Ah, uh, that's a good question. What is his goal for 2024? Okay, good one. Nobody's asked yet. Name his top three goals for 2024. All right, that's good. You've heard from my mom. Now, let's switch it over to Grandpa. Well, Ken has really given you quite an opportunity. And what is that opportunity? It's that he's giving you another definition of what a podcast is about. And what it's about is being able to find your voice. And it doesn't just have to be singing. You can now express yourself and make a difference with your friends, with colleagues, and form as many groups as you want and tell it like it is, have an honest conversation about any topic, any time, any subject. And what's ironic about this is that he also needed to find his own identity. And he was also able to do that through podcasting. And he had a little bit of a speech impediment that's obviously improved quite a bit because it's really not that noticeable. And so he literally needed to find 
a way of practicing his voice. And once he started doing it, he can't stop. And isn't that what life's about also? Is sometimes that are even afraid to jump in the water to swim. And once you get them in the water, you can't get them out of the water. They're swimming all over the damn place. And that's what Ken is doing. He also, being a junior, wanted to be also a find a way to find what his name is. I mean, it's just incredible. He's got he's searching to find his voice. He's searching to find his identity. And he's even searching to find his name. He's got like the triple crown of racing here. And he tried different things. And really what he wants to do is send a gentle message to everyone how he really feels inside. And out of all the names that he tried, he wants to be a gentleman. And the irony is that I think I even mentioned to you that, you know, a person that's on the stage and you want to be an actor, you don't care what part you get. Sometimes it's the good guy, sometimes it's the bad guy. But if you do a really good acting job and you're the bad guy, I found it to be really quite depressing to be a bad guy. And I also want to be a good guy, always. It's not really fun being the bad guy. And he sends at the end of his conversation is that, what are your intentions for 2024? Well, really, they're really the same as yours, is that we want to see our show grow. We want to be able to add to our wisdom rating. We want to be able to do whatever endeavor we go after, that we give it our all and see if we can do a little bit better each year and to be able to pass that on to others. And I think he has the same goals and the same philosophy. I'm just restating our goals, but they're very similar. And you'll find that when you connect with people with similar ideals, it's also very catching and intoxicating where you want to be around more and more people that want to be positive and want to grow too. And that's maybe a formula for all of us to find our voice. And what is a name? Let's find a name based on what we want to do. What we do is more important what you call us. And let's put a label of good things by our name so that people want to be connected with us, that they also feel good too. Wow. I love that. I found it to be very stimulating. Good job, Ken. And I hope that we can get together more in the year 2024 as well. And happy five-year anniversary. And happy anniversary. Thanks for listening. Now I think I'm going to go call my dad. (laughs) I'll say goodbye and see you the next time. Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy show. Join us weekly for new episodes and more daddy wisdom. Better Call Daddy is good advice always. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. You can also find special episodes on my YouTube channel. And you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Alexa, or your preferred podcatcher. That's a wrap for now.